Get ready for adventures on the high seas of Galarian. This is the Called Shot Podcast. <laughs> This crew off, you had the captain's dinner. You heard Sam's Toppins knocking on the door saying, Sales, spotted on the horizon. By the way, Trudy is sick as hell. <laughs> Who poisoned my dinosaur? <laughs> uh, no poisoning, sir. I think it was just the chicken. Trudy's holding its stomach, growling, burping, farting. Let's make all the jokes we can about bodily functions. <laughs> See, I don't have the only animal who, like, you know... Who crop dusts. Crop dusts everyone. I'm trying to think of a good way to put that. Yeah, yeah. Yes, who crop dusts everyone. We're right? starting to get a theme on this ship. <laughs> farting right. animals. Oh, fantastic. We're the 12-year-old group. Um, Zagre is 12. <laughs> is he really? Yeah. He actually is 12 years old. are so young. Yeah. So see, how many episodes did Perfect. it take for you to figure this out, Wes? Uh, too many. So, from this far out, can, is there any way to identify a ship by its lines? Probably not to identify a specific ship, but you can tell who they sail for, maybe like spot a flag on the far horizon, something like that, yeah. Zuggery will say, I'll get us closer, Captain! And he goes, charge for the wheel. Okay. Uh, Ark will look over at Sebastian and Captain Fane and say, are we ready for the Jolly Roger? I suspect maybe we should get a little closer first. We don't want to scare them off prematurely. Uh, Fane's going to take out his eyeglass, or spyglass, go to the front of the ship and try to get a better idea of what the ship we're following is. Uh, give me knowledge geography. 27. That is plenty to tell. That the flag you're seeing atop the mast above the crow's nest on this ship is a ship from Absalom. Uh, through the spyglass, about the best you can tell, you may see a catapult, but you don't see like a line of catapults. This does not look like a man of war. It's more than likely some sort of a merchant ship. Oars? No oars, no just sails. Just sails. Mm-hmm. I pass along the information to okay. just whoever's around. Well, perhaps they'll be carrying something more interesting than fish or shrimp. Hopefully. That would be preferred. All right, so you guys are actually going to try and track this ship down. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yes. Yep. Heck yeah. All right, so you're not going to just let it get away. <laughs> Why would we do that, Wes? Right? We're pirates. Are you, though? I don't know. Our are fans you? don't think so. We're going to find out soon, <laughs> aren't we? <laughs> okay, so we did some rolling before the show since you guys are actually going after the ship. For a full day, you guys are going to maneuver, you're going to juke, you're going to jive, you're going to finally catch up with this ship after a full 36 hours of sailing. We're going to dip, dodge, dive, duck, and dodge. Dip. (laughs) Yes, and don't forget the chocolate chips. So when you finally get close enough, Zagre, I picture at the wheel, directing the crew with all of his crazy language that he uses the crew is finally starting to figure out what you mean when you say those weird words and they're translating for you uh so you finally get the ship close enough after a almost a full 36 hours of sailing with some different uh maybe arc takes over for an hour or two but no translating you don't translate the world's greatest pirates information (laughs) you learn from him (laughs) you're writing Uh, a clockwork orange (laughs) Going for a malinky bit of piracy. <laughs> yeah. And so it's it's uh it's tense on this ship as you draw closer and closer and closer. And once you finally get close enough, Zugray, I'm assuming at this point, yells at Art, Hey, take over! Art, take the wheel! 
And now... Yeah, we're all singing that song in our head, aren't we? Okay, just want to make sure. Uh, so now we're going to describe what's on the board. We have set it up according to the rules for this part of the combat. The defending ship, the merchant ship from Absalom, is in the middle of the map. The attacking ship, you guys, are to the north, 150 feet. You are both going parallel of each other, 150 feet away, heading directly east in to the wind blowing directly west. What island are we using today? So tonight, we used a very specific island, actually. It is the Soggy Dollar Beach. It's a little island inside of the Virgin Islands, uh, and I'm pretty sure it just has like a little shack on it. Uh, you actually have to take a boat from another one of the islands to get to it, and it's literally, I don't. I want to say that it's maybe like 500 by 500 yards. Like, it's really small. Why it only are we fits. using this island? Uh, we're using it because there's a live stream of it. They've got a camera on top of the uh, bar that's on the island, and it shows like the beachfront and a bunch of chairs and all the people that hang out there. And we keep it up at work because it's, I don't know, we're weird. Is it <laughs> relaxing? <laughs> it is kind of relaxing. Weird. Like We all sit there and watch it. We're like, man, we could be there today. <laughs> <laughs> is it like the Corona commercial? Yeah. Just they clink glasses? You know, it kind of is because the view is actually like four uh, beach chairs and two beach trees. And there's always yep. people like standing in front, waving at the camera. You know, there's a big sign that says smile, you're on camera or something. That's great. Uh, but it's just something we check every once in a while. And it's really actually a pretty live camera or if live you, action camera. If you ever want a new camera to watch, they have one at the headwaters of the Mississippi about the same thing. Oh, yeah. OK, yeah. we'll check that out. We love that kind of stuff. And so, both ships are heading directly east, into the wind, blowing west. It is a bright, clear day at the Soggy Dollar Beach. The Soggy Dollar. Soggy Dollar. And so, it's clear, bright day, not a single cloud in the sky. It's 73 degrees, the wind blowing directly west. At 13 miles an hour. And so, <laughs> let's do some upper hand checks, shall we? Who's driving this boat? Ark has got it taken over now. All right, so Ark in charge. And that's just a profession sailor check, correct? Correct. 18. All right, so you guys have won the upper hand. What are you doing with your upper hand move? So we're going to reposition the ship one square ahead and to the right, so that way right. we're kind of going at an angle towards them. Very good. So you position yourselves one square up and over, and then we uh, go in pilot order. So you are going to take your action Second, I believe. Yeah, you take it first, that way I can react to yours. Exactly. And then we'll do initiatives for the rest of the crew to decide what you guys are going to do. All right. Um, so they are going to do full ahead, which means they are going to increase their acceleration by 30 feet. So they can move a total of 60 feet this round. They're going to go one, two, up, and to the right as well. Two, one, and two. So this ship goes first because... Arc won the initiative order. This ship is going to move up and to the right two squares because they are going to increase their acceleration with a full ahead action and go from 30 feet to 60 feet total, so they get to move two total squares. Arc. So uh, Arc is going to just say full ahead. And that is a total of 22 from a professional sailor check, so that means that I should be able to move forward uh, or increase our acceleration by 30 feet. Yes. We'll just follow suit. Yep, so you are right back in there. How far away are you from that ship right now? should be 150 120. feet. 120. 120. 120 feet away. It is now going to go in initiative orders. Sebastian, you rolled the highest. It is your turn. You are 120 feet away from the ship you are attacking. Uh, Sebastian is going to turn to Rosie, who is our master gunner, 
<laughs> Rosie, target the captain or whoever the hell is at the wheel. Uh, okay. And basically just pointing at the ballista that we have that we've sure. never functionally used. Um, speaking of which, can we clearly see who's at the wheel of the enemy ship? Uh, you can. It is a female. Uh, if you look close enough, you might be able to tell that it, she is a half-elf. Okay. And the ship, enemy ship is armed, correct? Yes. You see one large, very large catapult on the foredeck. And I'm guessing that's crude, and they're getting ready to... There's about 8 or 12 people scrambling all over this thing, and it is locked and loaded and ready to fire. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, in that case, Sebastian is going to look for whoever seems to be directing the catapult crew, mm -hmm. and he's going to cast Magic Missile. So you are targeting the person leading the catapult crew. You see a human male directing the minions all around him. <laughs> fire away. He is about to have a very bad day, I hope. Uh, eight points of damage. Eight points of damage to the captain of the catapult crew. Thane, you are next with your big fat 21. I am not going to do much. I am going to try to identify the ship again, see what we're coming after, if I know anything about okay. it, what kind of haul they may have, if it's a known sure. ship, that kind of thing. Alrighty. What kind of knowledge uh, would you like for that? Tell you what, you're 120 feet away. You have a spyglass that you're yes. looking through, correct? Yes. You see the name True Wind on the side of the ship. You see three masts, the full catapult. It is a merchant ship. Nice. And it is riding fairly low in the water. Oh, so it seems heavy, huh? Mm hmm. <laughs> Let's not get too excited. It could be grain. <laughs> plunder is plunder, right? It's not yeah. salt. <laughs> Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> Ark. Captain. You, you gonna try to ram this thing? I'm glad you asked. Go for it. Are you trying to aid another? Do can, you want to do that? Can I? I will allow you give hey, you an okay. aid another on his uh next sailing check. Would that be like leadership? <laughs> aid another? That's exactly what yeah, we're doing. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good. Twenty-three. That would be an eight another. So no, it's not twenty-three, but it's about ten. Take a plus two on the next sailing check to gain the upper hand. Can do. Kitnik, it is your turn. Did I hear that they are planning to ram the other ship? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I picture this is the Roger Rabbit moment of we're gonna ram them, we're gonna ram them. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go downstairs, make sure I know where the tar and wood are, to, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> All right, so Kidnick runs downstairs. She starts screaming at multiple crew members to start gathering the materials to fix Ark's fuck-up. Just in case. Wait, what? I fucked up? <laughs> <laughs> Already? Preventative measures. Yeah. yeah. All right, Zugray, what, what are you going to do? You've handed the wheel over to Ark, and it is now your turn. Zugray dashes up the mast, grabs a hold of one of the ropes, swings out wide across the edge of the ship, screaming and uh, chattering the whole time and casts Stone Call on oh. the other ship. All Errol Flynn style? That's right. Yeah. I can see it. I can see it. I feel like I if we slow down that, we can understand what you just said. <laughs> That's right. I am calling upon the stones of the ship before me. Uh, so what does Stone Call do? Let me just read it off. 
Mm-hmm. A rain of dirt, gravel, and small pebbles fill the area. The area is a 40-foot radius, 20 feet high. So it's most of that ship. Uh, dealing 2d6 points of bludgeoning damage to every creature in the area. <laughs> the damage occurs only once, but for the remaining duration of the spell, five rounds, the debris covers the ground, making the entire area difficult terrain. At the end of the duration, the rocks disappear, leaving no after effects other than the damage already dealt. I just want to point out, <laughs> I'm taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> All this shit's happening to you guys one day. Fair enough. All right. Yeah, I love it. That's actually really cool. So is the range such that you needed to gain 30 feet by swinging out the side, or was that just for fun? That's just cool. Man. Ah, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, it is. All right. So 2d6 damage to everything in an 80-foot diameter on this ship. 80-foot diameter, 20 feet high. 20 feet high. Damn uh, it, man. Saving throw, none. Spell resistance, no. All right, so are you doing it low enough that it's mostly hitting the deck, not bothering the sails at all, just getting it low enough, covering the whole deck? Yep, the deck and 20 feet up. Yep. So. All right. And that's six points of damage to everybody on the deck. No saving throw. Just Saving throw, none. Hit. Spell resistance, no. Oh, that's brutal. Brutal. Also, so now everything on that ship is difficult to rain. For yes. how long? Five rounds. Five rounds. So within five rounds, if you guys get over there, it's difficult terrain for you when you attack. I'm banking we probably <laughs> won't get there before it disappears. All right. Uh, and now I'm going to give them a negative two on all their sailing checks okay. because it is much more difficult to get around on that ship. Okay, so that's Zagre. That's everybody on this side. You see on the other ship that male captain of the catapult crew give the sign and they go chunk and they release the kraken the kraken <laughs> that is in the catapult Uh-oh. that will hit your ship as long as it doesn't hit me just imagine like a squid like flying through the air with its like tentacles out now <laughs> that'd be great but instead it is <laughs> we missed that sound no, no, not at all. You're welcome. <laughs> now, see, if Zugray had uh, wild shape, we could do exactly that. There you go. <laughs> yeah, two weeks without that uh, noise, and I just don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> you missed me. <laughs> I did. We did miss you, Valley. Okay, so 66 of damage. That's 11, 16, 18, 21, 26 points of damage. They were aiming directly for the structure of the whole of your ship. Kidnick, you got something to work on. That's why I went downstairs. <laughs> and you see that entire crew start chugging away at getting this thing loaded back up, which is a series of some really, really tough checks. And all you guys hear from down below, this is why we can't have nice things. And the catapult has been reloaded. You saw them work with the efficiency of a crew that knows what the hell they're doing. I wonder what that's like. also the captain you can't see him anymore he Uh, is ducked back behind one of the walls on the edge of the ship that's just the captain of the catapult crew not the captain of the ship the captain of the ship is a female half elf and she is at the uh, at the steering wheel directing everything she sees before her including telling the person who was at the front of the ship to get the hell out of the way and now we are back to upper hand checks alright let's do this Let's do it. Uh, 23. You rolled a 23. You can now move a total of two squares on your upper hand check. 
Awesome. So we're going to move two squares oh, forward, oh, oh. so that way we have the literal upper hand. We're actually a couple squares ahead of them, mm -hmm. and we are only two squares Six. parallel to them. Yes. So we're, we're 60, 60 feet, feet away. Nice. So this is a really good opportunity for us to curve in and actually start ranting them like I would really want to do. Yes, it is. <laughs> so now I believe it is your turn. All right. So it's the defending ship's turn. The true win. You see the captain of the true win at the steering wheel. She yells, hard to starboard. And she spins the wheel to the right and the ship takes a right hand turn. The defending ship, the true wind, is going to take the hard to starboard action. She succeeds on her roll. She turns hard to the right. The captain yells, hard to starboard, spins the wheel all the way to the right, moves ahead 60 feet, and it is now your turn, Ark. Uh, so after seeing that hard to starboard, uh, Ark is going to scream out to everybody, hold on to your belt buckles, crew. <laughs> and he's going to do the same thing. Yep. Just remember, with the hard to starboard, since you're going twice your acceleration, you'll take a minus five to your check. Right. Uh, so even with a minus five, that is still a 22. Okay. Believe Plenty. that that's successful. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And you move forward tw 60 feet yourself, putting you well, almost within range. Feet. So close. Absolutely. Feet. And do I continue moving forward or do I just turn? I can. I you turn two, and I, move I forward. Move two two yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Matt turned, moved the figure, so now, yeah, we are within 30 feet of the ship. Within 30 feet. Prepare to ram the ship, crew. Oh, this is getting exciting. All right, we're going to go initiatives again. Sebastian, what are you going to do? You're getting very close. Um, Sebastian is going to... You know what? I'll try it. Sebastian's going to try and cast sleep on the okay. uh, the captain and whoever else happens to be standing nearby. All right. Uh, what's the will save? It's a DC 15. 15 will save. Passes with flying colors. Stain, it's your turn. What you doing? I believe that we established that Alyssa could cast Fireball a couple of episodes ago, right? Yes, we did. <laughs> did we? Yeah. Uh-huh. Pretty sure. <laughs> Connor, go down to the bilges and get Alyssa. Aye, aye, Captain. And he runs down the stairs and uh, starts talking to Alyssa. What else are you going to do with your round? If I can continue to assist. Okay. Yeah, whatever. you're directing the best way to hit the waves or whatever it is you do as captain to propel your crew forward. I know nothing about ships, so I'm probably singing a song, <laughs> like a dirty pirate jingle or something. <laughs> and it brightens up the morale. Let's see if you can aid another. Yes, 11. Very good. Wow, that's Betty. Really close. Barely. All right. Uh, it is now Kitnik's turn. I'm fixing that hole they put in my ship. All right. So you do not have to take the minus two on your attack because of the hole in the hull. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Anything yeah. else? Nope, just trying to... Uh, Directing people around. Keeping the water out. Good luck. It's There's a I lot do. of it. I know. And they're taking my bilge pump away. <laughs> Pumper, yes. Yeah, so I probably need to send somebody down there to do that too. Okay, who are you going to send down to the bilge pump? Who have I got down there with me right now? Make the kid do it. <laughs> That's about as effective as me doing it. Tobias. <laughs> Tobias not wise is there. Oh, that's true. We've got Tobias. Yeah, I'm going to send Tobias down there. Aye, aye, Kipton. Kipton Kitnick. <laughs> <laughs> I like the ring of that. We'll just, we'll go with that. He can yeah, work with go pump. Pump, pump all the pumping you can pump. He can work with the ghost of Jack. Jack! <laughs> oh. <Yeah. laughs> there, there it is. I couldn't resist. <laughs> Zugray, what are you doing? So before Zugray... 
we never actually did the attack from our ballista last round. Man, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So uh, how about letting us do it now? Uh, you could do it for this round, sure. Uh, what are you going to do for your turn first? Well, thanks to our masterful pilot, Ark Sunderson, we have gotten within 35 feet of this ship, mm -hmm. which means we are in range of warp wood. <laughs> so I'm going to target their rudder. Oh. Okay. I can get a large object. So the object that's like 10, 15 feet below water. Yep, you know what? We're going with it. Yes, <laughs> right. do exactly that. Fantastic. Uh, it says there's a will save, but I'm assuming that's for something that is being held by somebody. Ships have saves. Oh, okay. They do. Uh, so will save. What's the will save? The will save is a DC 14. Ooh. Here's the thing. Their save, they don't say what type of save. It just says save mm -hmm. plus 11. Yeah, it's a straight number. Whoa. That's yeah. wow. Luckily wow. for you guys, I'm the one who's rolling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and let's see. I rolled a 19. Uh, mm. All right. But you cast warp wood. You see it just start to form. The uh, You see the captain at the wheel. She just starts going, the hell is wrong with this? And then it just finally releases. She's like, what? let's get out of here. It was a, that's not a bad idea. That would have been cool. I like seeing yeah. what players yeah, could well. come up with. That needs to become a standard that, right there. Well, I gotta get I gotta get around their their will save somehow. Uh, that's that's pretty tough. All right. Um it is now their turn. They are going to line up with crossbows up and down the edge of their the uh, port side of their boat. Uh -oh. They're gonna line up with crossbows down the port side of their ship. And launch a bunch of crossbows at 35 feet or less at everybody standing on the deck. Now, we're talking about 20-plus people with crossbows lining up shooting at your ship. Not really going to do 20, fight, uh, 20 shots. That's silly. I have no idea. You see a bunch of crossbow bolts just... They don't quite blot out the sun, but there's a bunch of them. <laughs> I don't have a shield. <laughs> I think for to fight in the dark. I was going to say, I think Ark instinctively, if he saw this coming along, he would shout, shields up. Right? But there's nobody with shields. Zugray. Oh, <laughs> is he carrying a shield 24-7? Yeah, oh, I love that. Okay. So Sebastian just goes, okay. <laughs> Sebastian just says the wily e. Coyote. Oh, no, not again. <laughs> <laughs> Little umbrella over his head. Pretty much. A uh, bunch of uh, arrows come launch over each ship. A few people are hit. We'll say a D6 of people were hit. Five of your sailors were hit for a total of three points each. Uh, okay. A simple burst from Sandar will probably heal most of these people up at that point. But there were crossbows firing. It is now your turn to shoot. Say what the number is. Miss. I rolled a nine. <laughs> <laughs> so Brock taking the fire he uh, lines up the ballista bolt on this huge broadside of the barn and it sails wide it skips off the water it's good at carrying them not shooting them I right yeah. Yeah. maybe we should and, just have him throw them and so you guys start uh, loading the, the ballista back up they are trying to line up a shot with the catapult at the front but they can't quite do anything other than hit their own sails so they choose not to fire all right, so then we are going to go right back to upper hand checks. Round three. Let's see what you got, Ark. 
Uh, do I still have a plus two from the captain? He does. So 20 total. Oh, wow. That will do it. Awesome. Uh, so with my uh, upper hand, I can only, I can't actually make an action, correct? I can just move. Correct. You can, can just turn. reposition or turn. I'm going to reposition one square closer. So now we are, I mean, barely, t- almost touching each other. Yeah, the prow of your ship is brushing the aft deck of that ship. Mm-hmm. Holy crap, the poop deck is looking at your fore deck. He's going right up the poop deck here. <laughs> <laughs> we're, about, we're literally about to ram the poop deck. Yep. How long have y'all been saving those jokes up for this? <laughs> 45 episodes. <laughs> I'm just proud of how far we've come of knowing, you know, like the parts of a, a ship. That's I right. know. It's not the front and the back anymore. Right? Uh, it's almost like you're learning with us. Right? It is now their turn. She is going to make a sailor check to try and move forward as well as accelerate. You yell, hear her yell, full ahead, full ahead. She will move forward three. One, two, three. Oh. 90 feet. She goes like from 60 to 90 <laughs> to up. And that is the end of her turn. Ark, it is your turn to do your piloting action. Ark is going to full ahead as well. She's getting awfully close to the end of that map. <laughs> I rolled an 18, so that should be you good enough. You rolled an 18? Then yeah, you're fine. Absolutely. Uh, so 18, that moves us two squares ahead. Three. Three squares Because you ahead. are increasing right. to a total of 90 Every feet. Every single time. Yep. So we're at 90 feet movement speed. Now I don't have to do full heads anymore, so we should be touching again. There you so go. So that's a ram. I mean, we're right in Malay. No, that... ram would be my next round okay. if they don't move ahead. Because you have to be within 30 feet to ram. You can't ram and do full ahead. Gotcha. So. Okay. Hey, we know rules. <laughs> All right. All righty. Then we are going to go in initiative order. Sebastian. So Sebastian holds out his hand, and all of the salt spray and everything that's flying through the air coalesces into this shard of ice, and he hurls it at the uh, enemy captain. Snowball. Snowball at the captain at the wheel. Uh, is this a ranged touch attack? It is. Roll me your range touch. I mean, I'm not great at this, I but... I speak so good. <laughs> I'm not that bad. Uh, 20. Holy crap. Yep, that'll hit. So, yeah, this shard of ice just goes flying out of Sebastian's hand and uh, strikes her. That's 5d6 points of damage. Is that it? <laughs> yes, that is. Is that all you got? Well, it depends on how well I roll, all right? Max, roll you killer. I'll just go ahead and throw that out there. <laughs> Knowing my dice luck, that's not going to happen. five sixes from you, though. <laughs> yeah. If I can do that, I'm going to Vegas. Uh, 15 points of damage. 15 points of damage. That's a, that's a rough-ass snowball. <laughs> had rocks in it. Like, in yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It was the kind you like put like in water and put in the freezer. Yeah. Well, and remember, it's days. salt spray, so it, it stings really, really bad mm. on top of everything else. Gets in her eye. <laughs> Fane, it is your turn. Is Alyssa up here? She made it up at the end of the previous round, so yes. Alyssa, kill the captain of that ship. Yes, captain. And she slithers up to the front of the ship, and what does she do? Uh, she's going to cast magic missile at the captain. Why did I give you a water <laughs> naga on your ship? Because you're awesome. <laughs> All right, we're rolling okay. damage. Rolling damage. Because we uh, charmed. One, plus one, <laughs> plus four, six, plus two, eight, 12 points of damage. It is now Kitnik's turn. What are you doing? Wait, wait. 
feign that oh. you get to take his No, action. I don't know. That was your feign. That was me. That was my puppet, <laughs> puppet, uh, puppet Alyssa. All right, Fane, what are you doing? I'm going to cast mirror image on myself. Okay. Anything else? That's it. Kidnick. I am going to give instructions to the guys to fix the ship, and I'm going to run back upstairs to the deck and see what's happening. Uh, you see the water naga casting magic, magic missile. You see Ark giddy with anticipation of ramming. Uh, Zugray's probably chittering. Right. And Sebastian is uh, throwing snowballs <laughs> in the I middle of a jungle area. The fever sea, and he's throwing snowballs. That's why I like Sebastian. All right, I am going to look around and find myself a grappling hook. You find a grappling hook, so right. you're getting prepared to board. Mm-hmm. All righty. Since no one else can throw a grappling hook... Do we still have Ambrose's <laughs> hook, or did he take no, that he with him? No, he took it. The crew of crossbowmen move with themselves around. Three people are hit for a total of five points of damage. That's a fair bit of damage on some of your lower-level uh, NPCs there on that, that deck. Is. You might have lost a couple of people at this point. Well, it, if Sandara can do another burst, then... Yep. Are uh, you guys your... Your ballista are on the aft deck, so yes. at this point, it'd be tough to fire, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's reloaded, they're ready to go, but you're about to ram. Is there anything else you want to do for this round? Zugray hasn't acted yet. Oh, Zugray, I, I not, I'm asleep. Okay. So Zugray, it's your turn. Okay. So Zugray is going to cast another spell. His skin turns brown and bumpy, and he casts Bark Skin. And then for his move action, he's going to study target on the head of the catapult crew. Study target on the male leading the crew. Right, because I'm assuming the captain of the ship looks pretty ragged right now. Yeah. Not too happy at all. Just barely. And I'm guessing on. that guy's probably second in command, so if she falls, he's probably going to go in. Mm-hmm. So It is now upper hand checks again. Yes! Let's do this! Oh, I rolled good. 26. Uh, plus the two, 28. <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, you beat it by one, which means yes. you reposition one square ahead. That's all we need. Which puts you in ramming mode. Ramming speed. All right. So this is the first time this ship has ever rammed. What does that ram look like again? So the ram, uh, if I remember correctly, the way that we had drawn it out was a man with a holding a dragon's head and a spear at the bottom. So it's two hands, one hand holding a spear, the other hand holding the head of a dragon. And so the spear is gouging into the bottom side of this boat. And if you succeed, you stop this ship dead in its tracks. Absolutely. Yeah. Essentially, the way that the rams actually would work is it tips them up on their side. Mm -hmm. uh, So they'd be trapped in ours. But since we're hitting from behind, it's a little different. uh, But it would at least mess up their rudders and stop them dead. We're just going to shish kebab them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm okay with this. Because I think the intent is to set it up on its side so you don't actually damage it. So you can board it and then let it back into the ocean and then take off with it. But with the way we're doing it, not going to be possible. (laughs) This should be interesting. Absolutely. So, to do this, you make a CMB check against the CMD of the other ship. Yep, and I'm looking at the numbers right here. And I have a plus 16 to my CMB based you on the rules. You think that's a lot. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't have a way to gauge this. Rolled a 1. <laughs> All right, uh, so I rolled a 12 plus my 16. It's going to be 28. 28 on the CMB versus the CMD of the true wind. Yes. Come on. Come big on, money. big money, right? Mm-hmm. Big money, big money, big money. Sure. No and, uh, you know what? Stop. I'll add a hero point. Oh. 
That is before, a good choice. Before we even hear, before we know it's a fail or succeed. So plus eight. No, I think, no rolled. I already rolled it. Oh, so rolled. it's okay, only a plus all right. four. All right, so, uh, so that puts me at 32. You know what? The CMD of the true end is. I'm showing it to Chad. All right. Whoa. Yeah, it's a good thing you spent that hero point, Adam. The well, CMD is a 29. Oh! oh! <laughs> there we go. Yes. Yes. Good call. Awesome. So, in that case, I do 10d8 worth of damage. Sweet. 10d8 coming in. All right, let's all hand over some d8. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right, I've got seven, eight, eight d8 total. Oh, that felt great. Let's call for math. Yeah, somebody else add that, please. (laughs) (laughs) We don't trust Adam anymore. (laughs) And two more. 55. 55 points of damage. 55 against 1,620. Hey, hey, hey. Don't don't diminish it. That's right, Let me just go ahead and do the math over here. But the most important part is... The ship is stopped. You are stopped. Yes. Both ships are grappled. Both ships are grappled. Your crew, while stumbling forward, when the ships come to a complete dead stop, then climb and charge onto the other ship. You see both crews just meet in this mass melee as your crew swarms over the top into the true wind. And they push forward. The The battle ebbs and flows back and forth, back and forth. And finally you see the captain and her first mate start to approach you. And just behind them, you see a pale very, very pale-looking gnome. Wait, wait. Before any of that happens, hmm. let's just take a moment, wipe away the tears of this beautiful, beautiful attack. <laughs> it was so successful. <laughs> I'm just so proud of our boys and girls. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. We're back. You, you back now? I'm back. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm just, I'm we like had to pa- give Davery a second. I'm to like a proud his. papa. Take your moment. That's right. <laughs> Take it, celebrate. And so the uh, mass battle between the big, uh, the two big crews start to push towards mid deck, and you see the captain with a rapier. You see the human male from the catapult crew approach you with a uh, a small, very pale looking gnome shortly behind them, and everybody roll initiatives. So they're not approaching like, we can't pop. My dice is all glowy. Oh, nat 20 here too. This is <laughs> rare for me. Right? Not a nat 20, but a 17, which way makes up for that too. <laughs> I'm expecting nothing but ones now. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you just blown your luck for the evening. That's... I would rather roll low on initiative and roll high on attack than the other way around any day. Ark. 22. Sebastian. 26. Kidnick. 23. Fane. Again, I thought I did well. 19. <laughs> you did do well. Just everybody else did better. And Zugre. 22. And now the mass melee begins between your crew and the captain of the true wind. Sebastian, it is your turn. So this pale gnome, mm-hmm. how is this person dressed? They are in robes. That's what I was afraid of. They are old, very old looking. They are practically using the crossbow as a uh, crutch. 
leaning heavily upon it. Well, in that case, Sebastian's going to make certain assumptions and is going to... Assuming they're within... Are they within 35 feet? We're going to say you guys are at the prow of your ship about to cross over onto the other ship. However, since you you actually rammed them, there's no acrobatics or anything to get over. You just climb over. It's just difficult terrain. Uh, Well, what Sebastian is going to do then is he will... Move up onto the enemy ship, assuming some of the crew have gone ahead. He's not going first. Well, of course. And is going to uh, gesture at the at this gnome and cast lip stitch. Okay. Uh, so that is a DC 16 fortitude save. Fortitude save? DC 16 will save, or fortitude save, not even close. So what does it look like? So a... Uh, Sebastian outstretches his hand, and one of the countless runes tattooed on his arms just forms into this needle-like shape and just flies out. And as it flies, it turns into a needle made of bone and sinew thread and just punctures through their face and weaves back and forth and sews their lips shut. Awesome. (laughs) Gross, but awesome. (laughs) Uh, And they take a D6 points of damage as all of that happens. So four points of damage, and they currently are unable to speak or cast spells or anything of that sort. The gnome, once the bone pierces its skin, falls to his knees and starts just tearing at the uh, wheeze in his mouth. It is now the, uh, the, the, uh, the human male's turn. He lifts a light crossbow, points it directly at Sebastian, and pulls the trigger. Does a 10 hit you? Amazingly enough, no. It glances off your shoulder and careens into Zagre's face instead. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Which he catches with his teeth and bites in half. Right. There you go. And Kidnick, it's your turn. Okay, so I am going to pull my crossbow. And fire back at the guy that fired at my friends. Oh, so the uh, the marine, the human male that's yep. at the front. Alrighty, fire away. All right. So I rolled a nineteen, which makes it a possible crit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Wow. So confirm that roll. <laughs> oh, nat twenty on that's the confirm. A 20 on the confirm. I just want you to see the blinking. That's instant death, I think. In blinking, those games. Blinking. Just the, the the blink of doom. Yeah, you know what? The little blue blink of doom. I think I'm gonna pull this one out right here. Kit Nick, call your shot. <laughs> hey. All right. Um, I'm just going to fire right between his eyes. That's it? Because, well, I mean, I'm a tiny little short thing. That's pretty That's pretty fabulous, I think. It is. And at that angle, I just picture like the uh, the arrow piercing right between the eyes and coming out the crown of the head. Yeah. Mm. And then I'm just going to walk up and take his hat because he's probably wearing one. Not by the time that crossbow goes off. It shot it back behind him about 20 feet. And he just falls straight forward and I'm just going to turn around and look at Sebastian and go hmm. <laughs> and Sebastian is, uh, uh, excellent shot <laughs> Ark uh, since Ark was the previously piloting I like to imagine he's a little bit further back behind and the moment that this ship or our ship rams into the other one he is like stoked so he just jumps over the railing and just starts booking it towards the other ship uh, and as he's running, he probably sees Kit fire off, get that shot. He'll scream to the rest of the crew, shoot your arrows true like one Miss Kitnick up here and kill a few for me. And then he'll jump across. And as he's jumping to the other side of the ship, he'll scream, on me, crew, let's take this ship and make it ours. And I'm just trying to get to the other side. With that roll, give me an acrobatics roll. 
Okay. <laughs> nat 20. <laughs> With that natural 20, what is your total? Um, 19! Less, <laughs> less than 20, I'm suspecting. 17. 17 total. <laughs> I love uh, armor check penalties, don't you? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so leaping over the control wheel, leaping up onto the foredeck, all that happened before we really rolled initiative. Then you leap over onto the other ship, and you were close enough to take an attack if you want it. Oh, awesome. Uh, in that case, I'd like to attack the captain of the other ship if I'm close enough for that. She is a female half-elf, mm-hmm. and she looks much, much worse for the wear. Gotcha. And he is currently wielding his um, great sword, so he doesn't have his shield and axe. Oh, no. 16. And Matt had to call that because it bounced over his tablet and onto the other side of the table. <laughs> but stayed on the table. Yeah, it, was, it, it was on the table. Though. It was yeah. a 23 hit. 23 will be plenty. Awesome. So that's 2d6 plus 13. Adam, have Ark call his shot next. <laughs> Uh, total of do? 18 points of damage. So I like to imagine he jumps across the ship, and when he's jumping, he's got his uh, great shield above his head, and instead of landing, not great shield, sorry, his great sword above his head, and instead of just landing, he brings it down on her head, just slices her right in two. No questions asked, just fatality. Slices <laughs> right in two, she splits in half, and it, you know he's covered in blood, and he's looking around, teeth like biting down. Who's next? And the little gnome that's behind everybody is just going to stay on the ground, tearing at the the stitches in his mouth, but he is not threatening you at all. Everybody is out of initiative at this point. I still haven't gone. I know, but initiatives are... Sounds like combat's like, so. But I'm just saying, <laughs> okay. if you want to take other attacks, this is the time to do it. But he is not threatening. Is that great? Uh so what's the the first mate doing? He did. You got split in half. No, no I can't. No, no Kitnik. Oh, she plugged killed him. him. Oh, I thought I, you just killed a rando. Nope. nope. Oh. She killed the first yeah, like, mate. I killed the captain. I'm pretty sure at this point, if someone's standing up and fighting, it's because they don't want us to rule them. Okay. You actually, yeah, and you actually see the crew of the True Wind ceasing to fight your crew, and you see them starting to surrender at this point. So Zugray's Zugray. like raised his scimitar up, jumped down. Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kit, three of us yeah. basically took out all three of their officers, I think, in one round. I must say, Kit on the outside is looking all like, you know, happy and everything, and inside she's going, How did I just do that? <laughs> <laughs> this poor, poor merchant ship out of Absalom. Well, I hope it's not poor. <laughs> yeah. All right, anything else you guys are doing at this point? Ark is going to do something. It's not necessarily an initiative order or, or anything like that. It's a. Uh, Flavor, but he is going to cut off the middle finger of the captain on her right hand. Gross. Yes. <laughs> Super gross. Anything else? Thane's just going to walk into the other ship and just basically intimidate, say, talk to the other crew, you're safe, give up now, getting them to cow down. You see roughly 25 members remaining of the True Wind crew, and they are all on their knees, hands behind their head. Your crew, you may have lost a few, you may have... But you see them in control of the other ship. Zugray is going to pout. He's going to walk around the ship, like, angry. Like, I ain't going to kill anybody. I ain't going to attack anyone. I ain't gonna... Let me get this one. And just point at one of the guys randomly on this. I got to do something, man. 
I'll join. I'll join. I'll join. I'll join. I'll join. Just please, please don't let him kill me. Please, please. They've surrendered, Zug. I'll just let, just let me bite him at least. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, does Zugray bite him? No, he's just gonna be mad. It's okay. Sebastian will check on the ancient gnome uh, and divest them of any spellcasting paraphernalia they might have. Uh, can't, can't you read thoughts? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Is this where you say that's subtle or something like that? <laughs> um, and then we'll uh, make sure that their hands are bound. Okay. And uh, Kitnik, would you like to uh, perhaps deal with your countrymen here? Yes. Yes, I would. And then he's going to head off with a few members of the crew to actually check out what's in the cargo hold. Which is what Zugra's going to be doing, too. I'll have to detect magic. We're going to start looting. Thane's walking along the people that are on their knees, bound up. Crew, the true wind, you saw what we did, how quickly it happened. You know you want to join my crew. We will have two ships now, so I need all the crew that we can get. My eyes just got huge. <laughs> Prize so, ship. Admiral Fane. Right. Yeah. So did yeah. mine. <laughs> I guess we probably need to send that ship to Rickety's to get squibbed. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, I'm gonna grab one of the uh, one of the crew members of our ship as they're walking by me and ask them ask them to go down and kind of assess the damage that we need to fix on the ship. It's pretty minimal. I figured it would be, but Honestly. still, they need the to check it cabin's out. cabin's probably a mess, though. The yeah. ram probably went right through the Yeah. Air. Ark does want to ask one of the uh, crewmen on the other ship, what was your captain's name? Um, uh, her name was Captain Portia Runescar. Portia Runescar. Yes. Uh, we're just a simple sailing ship out of Hapsalon. We're just headed back there. What? Who are you people? Thank you for giving me your captain's name. I will be sure to use it much, much later. Uh, as far as who we are, my name is Ark Sunderson, and we are the crew of the Fortune's Revenge. And now, so are you. Uh, okay. And so you go through the crew. Some of them are willing to join. Some of them are not. Give me a d20 roll and either bluff, intimidate, or the other one, diplomacy, depending on how you want to coerce this crew into joining you. Um, is Ark making the check? Who is making the check? I'm fine with making the check if you guys will let me do intimidation. I figured it's Fane's sh- yeah. Uh, yeah, it's Fane's ship. That's fair, it Fane is Fane's ship. The, the captain? They listened to his, you know, inspiring speech. I like the speech you did. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I would use intimidate from Fane. Intimidate? Yeah. With what you, uh, with what you said earlier. Definitely Can I aid them? <laughs> Yeah, actually, anybody like I have a plus thirteen. Zugray so. giving an aid another. Okay. Of, anybody who wants to give an aid on intimidate with that that you did earlier, that's an intimidate. All uh, right, everybody, give an aid another two. I don't even have to make a roll with my. I did plus it. Intimidate. Twelve minus one, eleven. Yes. <laughs> Twenty one. Yeah. Excellent. Ark has a plus thirteen. You're good. Yeah, yeah. so that's an automatic. 11. I'm good. Fourteen. So that is two, four, six, eight plus to eight. your intimidate roll. So it's going to be D20 plus 21. <laughs> 32. In my 32. Math, it's 42. Huh? <laughs> yeah, right. In Adam's world. There was a total of 25 remaining sailors. All of them join your ship. 
Nice. Wise you choice. have now added 25 sailors to your ship, and I expect you to name them all. <laughs> for 25 sailors and a new ship, I will do that for you, One, sir. Two, yep. three, four, yeah, right. five. We have at least 25 listeners, so you, we can yeah. just use them. Yeah. If, you survive your, yep. if you survive your first battle, then you get a name. They they are all from the suburbs of Absalom, so they are Aiden, Braden, Jaden, oh. Caden, oh. <laughs> Hayden, <laughs> Caden. That's right. Yeah. All right. So that is dealing with the crew of the True Wind. It is now in your control. You are able to make a skeleton crew. I think Kitnick was having something else to deal with. Yeah. Now that uh, now that the gnome has been detained thoroughly Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go ahead and uh take out my dagger and remove the stitches all right so snip 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 and just to follow up with what sebastian was doing earlier when he divested him of all of his spell casting abilities you didn't find a spell component pouch you may have found a book Mm -hmm. but it was not a spell book uh, when you, Sebastian, as a sorcerer, open it up, you don't understand any of the writing on the inside. It's again, it's basically a completely different language for <laughs> you. So you close in that, you put that back in there. But you do find little vials, not quite potions. And once you take them off of his body, it's like any magic they had went away. Did you leave the magical stuff sitting there, or did you take it with you, like the book? In the short term, Sebastian will probably hold on to it okay. for the time being. So you put him back in the backpack. Where are you, Sebastian, at this point? Did you go back up on the main deck? Um, he is going to take some of the crew, and I assume Zugray is going along as well, and he's actually going to see what is to be found uh, in the cargo hold and the captain's cabin. Right. He's the quartermaster. That's what he does. Very good. So, Kitnick, you are alone with this very, very pale-looking gnome. I'm going to cure light wounds on his mouth, where he's been all stitched up. <clears throat> He rubs at it for a little while. Thank you, miss. You're welcome. Mm. And what might your name be? Let's start with what your name is. Ah, you like to wheel and deal. I could tell that right away. My name, Nicholas Pining. It's not a very gnomish name. No. I didn't think so. What's your real name? That is for me to know, and you to learn one day far, far in the future. <laughs> That's fair. I plan to live a long time. We can go with that. So, so, what are you doing on this ship? Me? This, this is, I mean, I know we travel, but this doesn't seem like a place that you'd be. Well, they picked me up in uh, Port Peril earlier, and I was sailing around to several of the different, uh, shall we call it, crypts, graveyards, burial areas of the uh, shackles. Ew. Yes, we were actually headed directly to Blackwarn's Gallows. Have you ever heard of it? Have I ever heard of it? <laughs> Give me a knowledge local, Kitnick. 24. Yes, you have heard of it. In fact, that's one of the places that you need to go to pick up the rest of the pieces of Atagoke's treasure. Yes, I have heard of it. As a matter of fact, I need to go there at some point. Really? And he gets a little excited and willing to pay for passage. Pay with what? (laughs) Well, 
Your friend divested me of any gold that I may have been carrying with me. But... No, I didn't. <laughs> I am willing. Assuming, you know, we can come to a deal and I get my stuff back. I would be willing to pay. You're pirates, aren't you? We prefer privateers. Very well, then. As privateers, you are not at war with my country. And what country would that be? None. I like that country. Very good, then. It's hard to argue that. Yeah. <laughs> so, little miss, do we have a deal? I'll have to talk it over with my captain. Very well, then. I'll just sit here quietly and wait. He waggles his eyebrows at you. <laughs> Very long. They stick out past his head. I was going to say, I, I, I pictured him having like big caterpillar eyebrows. I say, does, does yeah. Connor like perk up somewhere? Like, you know, he's a little, his he doesn't, radar goes off. He doesn't know why, but he feels jealous. Uh, but not too much because this, when I say a very old gnome, very old gnome. Right. That just makes them more prone to eye wiggling at young women. As you do as a dirty old man. He is the George Burns of gnomes. Right. You said he was really pale. Has that got to do with the whole gnomish l- losing I'm, their enjoyment of life? I'm guessing he's life? bleaching, but that's a very... For him to be out traveling and stuff and to be bleaching, I'm, I'm a little cautious about this guy. Because he's awfully lively right now. So... Waggle, 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 So, uh, So, yeah, I'm going to hold off asking him any more questions for right now. Okay. But uh, I am going to go talk to Sebastian and kind of find out what he knows. Because apparently if he cast lip stitch on this guy immediately, he figured he was a threat. Okay. So Sebastian is down in the cargo hold. Um, oh, well, down in the lower decks, ransacking cabins, breaking open crates, basically making a list of the contents and anything that looks exceptionally rare or valuable or unusual is basically immediately taking possession of them before they disappear into like, say, Aretta's backpack. Uh, for example. And so that's where Kitnick will find him. All right. Hey, Sebastian. What can I do for you, Kit? Well, I, I talked to uh, our pale little friend out there. I expect that you probably would uh, be interested in that. So, out of curiosity, I noticed that you uh, you took him out of the equation really quick. Why was that? Call it a gut feeling a little bit, but... Um... I don't, didn't see the first mate and the captain hauling a gnome who, if you'll pardon the expression, appeared to be at death's door into the middle of a fight unless he was somehow exceptionally dangerous. And given the items I took off of him, I believe that might be borne out, although I have to admit I'm somewhat puzzled as to exactly what his capabilities might be. At that point, Sebastian will pull the, the book and the vials out. So with Read Magic, can I read that book at all? Might be able to read it, but to make heads or tails of it, or to put it to any use, no. But would it be enough to kind of give Sebastian an idea of what he's dealing with? More so than what he already has? Probably. Or spellcraft, if um, that'll help. Let's I do a spellcraft uh, check, yeah. And if does read magic give you a bonus on that? That's what I'm looking at. I don't personally I've, I've never have used it. it. I know it will... I know you need read magic to get some scroll stuff, like if yeah. you didn't make the scroll, so I would assume it would at least... Yeah, it just says um, you can decipher magical inscriptions on objects, books, scrolls, weapons, and the like that would otherwise be unintelligible. Uh, it does not normally invoke the magic okay. contained, although it may do so in the case of a cursed or trapped so scroll. She can read it and relay it to Sebastian because yeah. he doesn't actually have read cool. magic. 
Okay. Um, so you can read at the rate of one page per minute. That's fine. Yeah, that'll work. Um, let's see. if you, The spell allows you to identify a glyph of warding with a DC 13 spellcraft, greater glyph of warding for DC 16. So, yeah, we'll say Kitnick and Sebastian pour over this book for a good three, four, five minutes, page by page by page by page. And suddenly you realize that these are all alchemical formulas. You may not be able to use them, but you can tell what they are referring to. Gotcha. And as, as this dawns on Sebastian, he's like, oh, that's interesting. Our friend here uh, is an alchemist of some description. Uh, mixes strange potions and formulas and mutagens and such that are largely of only use to him, which mm. would explain why they sort of lost their luster, if you will, when I took them. Uh, it also means he's probably largely harmless as long as we keep him mostly away from his materials. But he could be exceptionally dangerous if not. Well, he said that he had been picked up on the ship because he was traveling to places with dead people. Hmm. Graveyards and the like. And uh, and he was headed to Blackburn's Gallows. Which I'm pretty sure is a place that we needed to head at some point. Uh, I don't know what significance that has for whatever he's doing. Uh, no, I don't either, but that makes me a little uneasy if he's one that shall we say, trades with the dead, particularly in that manner. We'll discuss it with the rest of the crew, but if we decide to take him, we should keep a very close eye on him, I think. I don't trust him. I don't really trust him either, or his I mean, beyond, eyebrows. Beyond the normal <laughs> amount that I wouldn't trust anyone we just captured in, in battle. And so, Sebastian, this entire time after finishing reading the formula book, he's going through crates and boxes and other stuff, and finally you realize you have... A bunch of manufactured goods out of Blood Cove. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, are there any particular markings on these crates from specific merchant consortiums we might recognize? They do not. <laughs> this was a general trader that probably left a week before you ever arrived. Good. <laughs> wow, we caught up to them really fast. Yes. <laughs> well, I was thinking, we may have just accidentally raided something from the Aspis Consortium, mm-hmm. and this could be bad. Well, the wind was going against us for a while, so they may have just had issues with the wind. There you go. That's fair. You gain a total of two points of plunder. Nice. The true wind has a standard catapult. It has 14 stones remaining. And you have a total of about 50 crew members between both ships. Should be about that, yeah. So yeah, roughly. What are you? So we'll decide that later. At this point, where do you want to go? Zagre's rooting through the ship. <laughs> right. Trying to find other stuff. That's pretty much all that you have here. Nothing there might have been a potion of cure moderate wounds on Portia. Uh, you may have found a couple of chain shirts, but that would be it. Everything else on the ship is pretty much mundane. Such as, you know, you have the, the 20 or so crossbows that they used against you firing into your other ship. Hey, we filled really the armory it. finally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of them. Yeah. Yeah, now we've got two. So what's the, the skeleton crew for the Fortune's Revenge? 20? Skeleton crew is 20. Minimum is 20 on both ships. So we have basically a skeleton crew for both ships. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just slightly over. Got about 50, so we can have 30 on one, 20 on the other. Yeah, we need to send one to get squibbed. Yeah, so we can take, we'll we'll fill out our ship with 30, and the other 20, going to send to Rickety's. 
Who the ships with? Well, who's going to captain that ship? Yeah, I was going to say, who can we trust to send over there? And who can we afford to lose? I vote Sandara and uh, Alyssa. Uh-huh. The GM is wrong in this case. I vote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have wrapped up. You got the two points of plunder underneath the, or from the holds of the ship. Um, what else are you guys doing for the evening? So Zuckery's pitching things off the side as he looks at them and decides they're garbage because they're lame, lame, lame. <laughs> Zug, Zug, hang on just a second. I would like to return any possessions to the crew of the True Wind. They are now our crew. Let's not throw away their items. I think I pitched somebody's peg leg over. We can, <laughs> we I can, can fix get another that. One. I, I got that covered. <laughs> can make another. All right. Be but crew of the True Wind. Better, um, stronger. <laughs> tell the quartermaster what it is was yours. And I'll warn you, don't lie to him. He can see your thoughts. And Sebastian just smiles broadly. As far as the crew, we will take a full compliment on to the Fortune's Revenge. We'll send the other 20 on the True Wind. And we will name the captain next week. (laughs) (laughs) You just stole Wes's thunder. (laughs) How's it feel, Wes? (laughs) Let's end it there, guys. I want to find out where you're sitting. firing this thing um i think no i think it would be brock because it's easier for him to fire it he's like a level 10 fighter so plus (laughs) (laughs) oh is he that low i thought he was way higher i rolled a nine i don't know what his plus is to hit but you said the ac was just stupid low the ac on the true wind with what was the total roll i rolled a nine i don't know what you rolled a nine it's a minus four right so that is a five which means he needs at least a seven Plus seven to hit. I don't think he's going to have that much high. Base okay. attack bonus, dex yeah. bonus. I mean, he... Is it dex? Yeah, but I mean, it, so if Ark fought him at level three and we were pretty evenly matched, at the most he's a level three fighter. So his base attack bonus is going to be what, plus two? Plus, plus three. three? Three. Plus three. Yeah. At least yeah. three. But, so, so there's still there's no way we're dex, hit him. Even if he has a pretty high dex, which would be a plus two, it'd be a five. What was I as four for? Is that just the movement and the speed? A, it, a medium creature to oh, fire a ballista gotcha, gotcha, takes gotcha. a minus four. So yeah, okay. it'd be five plus, a str- plus five, so it'd be a ten. Ten total would be not quite enough. Okay. Yeah. Plus, just pull the... A 90-degree turn at 60 knots per second or whatever, warp speed.